Welcome to the new year. It is 2020. You know what I want for you? I want you to kick this year in the teeth. I want you to make it the best year of your life ever. So here's the deal. We took the four most popular New Year's resolutions and we asked you on social media to submit your questions. And now it's time to answer them. I'm Brian Tome. This is The Aggressive Life. This is a special four-part series on making this year count. One of the things that we tell all of our guests when they come in is, hey, we want to have a dialogue. So I'm going to ask some questions. We'd love you to ask me questions. Let's, let's make it like a ping-pong match. Just back and forth, back and forth. And, of course, no one ever asked me Jack. No one ever – just, I'm just the interview guy. And After all, this is my podcast. This is my podcast. I want to talk. So we asked for your questions but the four most popular New Year's resolutions. We're going to do an episode on improving relationships, an episode on getting your money right, an episode on starting new ventures. But today we're beginning with the most popular resolution of them all. Drum roll, please. Improving your health. Yes, improving your health. My friend Craig is here to ask the questions you submitted. Some of these might be quick hits. Some might take some explaining. But our hope is that what you hear today will inspire you to go the next level in your physical health. Let's do it. First, Craig, also known as Windex. Why did they nominate you to be answering me these, asking these questions? I'm apparently the voice of the every man. You hear my voice? It's super average sounding. It, it, it is. It is a voice that has a very nice cadence and timber to it, and uh, yes, it's it's very and very inviting. Non-threatening. I it suppose. is non-threatening. All right, you ready for some questions? I'm ready. I, and and just so we all know, I have no idea what these questions are. They've hid these questions from me, so it's just me and my own brain power. If this were an old-time radio show, you would hear me opening the envelope that has all these questions in them. All right. Ahem, question number one. I can never stay motivated to diet and exercise. What am I missing? I think what you're missing is the rule of momentum. We all do things that we feel proficient in. Most of us don't do anything new after we graduate from college because in college, we're forced to do new things. In high school, we're maybe forced to do new things. When we get older, we're not forced to do new things because no one has to tell us anything to do and because we don't do new things, we don't improve. So when you're starting a new year, you can't go, okay, I'm going to now start doing the elliptical and I'm going to start sleeping eight hours a night and I'm going to start eating, uh, you know, raw eggs for the morning. I'm going, it, it doesn't matter. You've got to pick one thing and get momentum. One thing. So I would say, find one thing. Is it I'm going to do 10 push-ups a day? You do 10 push-ups a day for a week, you go, hey, I, j I just, I got to win. I did that. You do you do 10 push-ups for a couple weeks, 20 push-ups for a couple weeks, you're actually going to start feeling better and you're going to want to naturally add something on that. So do not do everything at once for average people, and I would call myself average. You got to get the law of momentum and good vibes going. So start small and just build upon it. Great. Well, here's a follow-up to that. What is your frequency of gym visits, and what do you do when you're in a rut with what you're doing there? Uh, 
my frequency depends what I'm do what that week looks like. Last week I was out of town for three days, so I hit two days the gym. This week I'm in town. I'm gonna hit five days the gym. If I hit three days, I'm I'm happy. And you know you know what I'd like to say, <laughs> moving parts don't rust. I'm a big fan of whatever workout you're doing. That's the workout that's right for you. I know that if I went in and I came under the tutelage of a personal trainer. I know I would do better, but I'm doing something. So if you're doing something, keep going. When you're in a rut, I think a really good idea is to go to somebody, maybe a personal trainer, maybe somebody who knows a workout fiend and have them design a workout for you. Now, my wife was in a rut for a while and we decided to actually pay for her to have a personal trainer. First time I've ever done that. You know, she's in her 50s now because I, I just, we haven't wanted to put that money that way but she was in such a rut that we needed her to feel like I'm going to be wasting my money if I'm not going to this personal trainer. But for me, I've never paid a personal trainer, but I have some friends who are personal trainers. I'll have them write up a workout for me and then I'll follow that one literally for years. So you'll you'll ask them for their expertise, but not pay them for it. Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll, I'll give you some money for it. They're sending me a Great. text. Yeah. They're, they're sending me a text. Yeah. You know, so you got it. You got, if you're not motivated, just, just try something new, any, anything new. Great. Here's a great question. <clears throat> Why does there seem to be an omission of focus on gluttony as a forefront sin? That is a great question, and I guess we should talk about that more. Um, gluttony is overeating, and we we live in America. We, we're very aggressive eaters. Would you not agree? Oh, totally. There's one thing I'm aggressive in. It's the very aggressive eaters. Chili I eat. Yeah, I th- the, the aggressive life is not a podcast. It's about sin and, and the negation of sin. But if we're going to talk that, no question that in Christian circles, we're not talking about that. And the reason we're not talking about that is because we're all overweight and out, and out of shape, most of us. So the overweight, out-of-shape kids are not going to talk to the overweight, out-of-shape kids about being overweight and out of shape. <laughs> we would rather love law hand grenades at people who have other challenges than we have. So that's why we are we are a very overweight, inactive American church, and therefore we're not going to speak to that because then we'd be judging ourselves. It's much more fun to judge somebody else. Yeah, judge somebody on the problem that I don't have. Correct. Right. Next question. Uh, my husband is sedentary with four poor food habits. How can I encourage or push him? One thing that men react re- really well to is encouragement. Find a time when your husband accidentally does something right and then go, oh, honey, that's so sexy. That's so <laughs> sexy. Serious, and be serious about it. Like if he goes to bed at midnight and wakes up at 5 a.m., he's, he's not getting enough sleep. Science says we need eight hours. If you think that you don't need eight hours, you're against science, you will die earlier or you will lack creativity, or you will have less productivity. Maybe we'll have some other questions in, in sleep that are coming up. I don't know. But if you would look for, okay, oh, my God, honey, honey, when you get a good night's rest, I just got to tell you, I find that so sexy and so attractive. You'll be amazed. that he'll say, ooh, I want to do that again. When you find him uh, taking a walk, a long extra walk, say, oh, honey, I, oh, man, Awesome. You inspire me to want to be a better woman when I, when I see you do that. Catch him doing something that's right and encourage him for that. No man wants to take instruction from his wife for what he's doing wrong. In fact, the same way, no woman wants to take instruction from her husband for what, what she's doing wrong. So I think that's, uh, that's what you need to do. 
Yeah, no one's ever said, man, enough encouragement already. Exactly. Oh, I don't want to be accused of being a brown nose. Nobody who's ever getting encouraged ever goes, oh, that person's a suck up. <laughs> we all love it and we want it. We need it. How about we aggressively encourage each other, especially if you're married to somebody? Great. <clears throat> Question, do you believe eating meat and dairy is truly bad for us? Thoughts on plant-based diet. Oh, man. Here we go. All right. All right. <laughs> I know when I answer questions like this, there's always people out there who know more than me. I know that. I know that. I know. This is just, just my opinion here. Here we go. Just, just my opinion. I like plant-based diets. I do. I like them a lot. I've seen forks over knives, and I thought it was very, very compelling. Uh, anyone who's ever eaten me knows my favorite thing to order is salads. I love it. I love it. The only problem is that meat just tastes too good. That, that's the problem. Meat tastes too good. And I think that we've got to look at our history here. Our history from the beginning of time is people have been eating meat. We've been eating meat. I do think that there has been brainwashing on the Dairy Farmers Association telling us we need to drink milk from another species. I think I, I don't think there's any science that says we need to be drinking milk. If you want to drink milk, God bless America. Great. Drink milk. But I think to say that we need to get away from actual meat, I think is to get away from our history. Men and women have always eaten meat. To try to get us away from that, I think it's, I think it's a losing battle. Right. Like if God didn't want us to eat animals, why did he make them out of meat? Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's a question. Do you see a relationship between physical health and spiritual health? There certainly is a relationship. In fact, I don't even like talking about my spiritual life. I'll talk about people's spiritual life because that's vernacular that we understand. But God does not divide us up that way. If you look at ancient Platonic philosophy, Plato believed that the true, true thing in front of you, this table, really isn't the true, true thing. It was mirrored in a spiritual realm where the true table was. So we should be about the spiritual and not about the physical things that are with us. They're just an illusion or a cheap imitation of the real thing. That, that philosophy has infiltrated the church and Christians today, and and for that matter, agnostics and stuff today, who believe that spiritual things are, are just these thoughts or prayer. No, if we're talking about spiritual things, we're talking about things that are important to God, and God gave you a body, and he wants you to take care of it. God gave you a body, and he wants you to work it. So I believe when I go to the gym, I am honoring God as much as I am when I'm on my knees in prayer. God looks at our life doesn't look at our physical life, our mental life, our emotion. He looks at our life. We may look at those individual areas and we want to strengthen those individual areas, but how we treat our bodies and what we do with our bodies is important to God and it's a way for us to, to spiritually grow. And why is this not talked about in the church realm? Uh, because we think all people want is spiritual things. In fact, you know, on my day job as a pastor, I, you get me start talking about things that sound physical. People go, oh, I don't come here. I didn't come here. I came here for spiritual stuff. I start talking about money. Your money matters to God. Your money is a spiritual realm. I start talking about getting out of credit card debt, how to do a budget. Oh, God, if I could go to a financial seminar, I would have come here. Well, maybe you should go to a freaking financial seminar because you're wreck. You're just, you're just a wreck. So um, we, we're not very good at understanding that God wants a say in our entire lives and our entire life says something to God about how much we love him or don't. 
All right, Brian, have you always been committed to your physical fitness and health? Uh, I've been back and forth on this one. When I was in high school, I was a muscle head, reading all the muscle mags and just, you know, pumping iron, just, just, just trying to be a beast and on the football field and also for looks. And then, and then when I got serious with God, I realized that much of what I had just done was narcissism. It wasn't about anything other than narcissism. And so I just laid off. I, I didn't do anything, like nothing, for probably a decade. And what do you know? <laughs> 35 hit me, and I was like, wow, wow. I just started aching all over. And I realized for me, for me to have a future, for me to be able to do the things that I want to do, I've, I've, got, I've got to write this ship. Not because I want to look good, which I don't mind looking half decent, but because I want to be able to pick up a motorcycle, a 700-pound motorcycle when it goes down. I want to be able to have energy at the end of the day. I want to be able to camp eight days straight and have the energy to hike and do what I want to do. I want to have, I want to have ability and competency. And if I don't handle this physical fitness, it's going to hold me back and I don't want to be held back. Great. Final question. What's the line between being healthy and active, but not worshiping our body or our body image? This thing, uh, just before I came in here for this for this podcast, I just got done working out and I was, I was hungry. I should have had something protein. I really should have. I should have had a chunk of meat or a protein thing. I didn't know. I'm, I'm hungry. And I saw this drawer of potato chips. Can I just say the Chick-fil-A's crinkle potato chips are the best potato chips going, maybe even better than Ruffles potato chips, which is really hard for me to say because that, that, that is that's just amazing. I have to admit that if I didn't have a job, that for a high percentage of my job, a camera was on me, I would eat more potato chips. <laughs> I would. I would. I would drink more vanilla milkshakes, which I can't even remember the last vanilla milkshake I had, but um, I would I would have more Oreos and milk. I would. Uh, and I recognize whenever I'm like that, I'm like, yeah, I've got a little narcissist in me. It's purely for image why I work out sometimes. It is. So I don't think it's wrong to be working out, to be aware that how we present ourselves is going to mean something at interaction. If you want to get ahead in life, you've got to be able to present yourself well. You've got to be able to eliminate as many snap judgments as, as possible. So having yourself in a modicum of shape, I think is important for you to go forward in your life. Now, what is that line? You're going to have to determine that line for yourself. And actually, that's going to be a spiritual question. What's the line between if I'm doing 30 push-ups and 60 push-ups? If I can do 60 push-ups versus 30 push-ups, is that going to make me more capable and competent? Eh, maybe, maybe. Is that line between 30 and 60 maybe just going to carve my pecs out a little bit more and I feel better about that? Probably, that's probably why I would want to work up to 60 instead of 30. And therefore, I'm just content with 30, which is about, I could probably do more than 30, but which is where I am. I've been frustrated with my push-up thing. But I, these, these are actually questions I ask myself, my, myself very regularly. We've, we've got to ask ourselves, why am I wanting to be aggressive? Why am I wanting to grow? Why am I wanting to improve? And at some point, we've got to say, what does this mean about my relationship with God if I have one? And what does he say about it? So I know this. I know God's blessed all of us with the body and he wants us to take care of it. 
and growth is a good thing, and you do not want your body standing in the way of your future. So I hope in 2020, you whip your body into submission so you have a better future. Well, that's it. That's it, boy. I could have gone further on that, but we're trying to keep these suckers short. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow for another mini episode answering questions you submitted on improving your relationships, your relations. Until then, (laughs) head over to bryantome.com, sign up for the mailing list and find more articles, podcasts, and aggressive living. I'm also active on Instagram. Follow at brytome. Special thanks to the band Judges for the music. See ya tomorrow. The Aggressive Life with Brian Tome is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio.